Hello and welcome to Wellness Advocates Podcast. My name is Kim. And I'm Lauren. And today we are talking about love languages. This is Lauren's this is Lauren's thing. She's super into the love languages. So we're gonna have some fun talking about them today. I am super into the love languages and the languages of love. Um, It had first actually um, came to light. Like I first learned of the love languages in my own therapy experience um, years ago. And my therapist asked if I knew my love language and had heard of them. And I ended up reading the book in like a day and I felt like I had a very different understanding of myself and what I need and how I need to receive love and how to give love than I had before. And it really helped me understand too the things that I was getting or was not getting at that time in a relationship and what I sort of had needed as kind of like criteria of like this is a non-negotiable for my love tank to be full but we'll get into talking more about love tanks and and all of that but um I do feel passionate about it and um hopefully can bring some knowledge to you guys today on that I agree I think it's a really important lesson to learn that different people need different things to have their needs met, you know? And so I love looking at, um, looking at it that way. And so I'm glad that it's our topic today. So where do we learn about the love languages and what is it about and where did you learn it from? What's the book called? So the book is the five love languages and it's by Gary Chapman and he has multiple different books about love languages like love languages for men for children for people in relationships like so on so forth he just has a bunch of different books i have just the regular the five love languages book um and there are five different love languages we have words of affirmation we have quality time we have physical touch gifts receiving gifts acts of service yes was that all of them yeah that was all of them and for the most part we have a primary love language and some people will have a secondary love language and if you go online there's also a love language quiz and you can take the quiz to help you have a better understanding of where you fall in the love languages and our needs are filled by like so for me my love language is quality time and words of affirmation I kind of have both but um first is quality time and oftentimes for love languages it's developed by what we didn't receive when we were a child so usually what we didn't receive the most develops into what we need the most and part of it is just what we, um, you know, felt fulfilled by. So it could be a little bit of both what you didn't receive and what you enjoyed receiving the most and was the most consistent. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it, I was introduced to the love languages, maybe like 
14 years ago, um, my husband and I had like went to marriage counseling and the woman recommended the love languages. Um, and for me, I thought it was really helpful to think of how, you know, if we're partners with someone or if we're parenting someone or if we're friends with someone, you know, that if we recognize that that person is a receiving gifts person. So that person really feels the most special and important when they get a card. If it really is something that they'll like cry about and they'll feel like it's so special. Whereas another person that you could be friends with or married to or partners with, you give them a card and they're like, thanks, you know, and you're like, wow, that did nothing for them. Um, so I found it really helpful years ago to learn about them. And for me, what I really took away from it is that I, every act, like every type of love that you can give or receive is equal. Like all the five love languages are equal. It's just different for which person it's important to. So like when I say it's equal, I mean like it doesn't, none are better than the others. So it's not like we're looking down at someone who really wants to get a gift. It's equal, you know, to the person that wants someone to help them with their bathroom project or help them mow their lawn. Um, it's just different, I think. So the way that I look at it is it's helpful in understanding ourselves. It's helpful in understanding our friends. It's helpful in understanding our partner and it's helpful in understanding our kids. It's just a really good tool um, to have. Absolutely. And exactly what you had said, like you can be in a relationship and your partner can be speaking to you in a love language, but we're not receiving it because it's not the language that we need to be fulfilled by. And we all have this love tank and we can have an empty love tank, a mostly filled love tank, a full love tank. And it really is a matter of how much is sort of being received that meets your love language that fills your tank. So there may be someone that goes into marital therapy and um, maybe one of them says, I do all of these things for my spouse. I take care of the lawn. I do the dishes. I cook dinner. I do all these things and I show my spouse how much I love them, but yet they still don't feel loved by me. And then they learned that their love language was words of affirmation and they needed to hear more positive things from their partner and to hear like those affirmative statements and once they started to have some more of those they felt this new found sense of like love and commitment from their partner and one of the topics that's huge that comes up is like well I feel uncomfortable saying you know words of affirmations to someone else like it's not in my nature to be like, I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much for all the things you do. I love that you're dedicated and wonderful mom and you take care of the children and me because that doesn't come naturally to them. And when it doesn't come naturally, it is a little bit harder to figure out how to speak someone's love language. However, it's not impossible. And he talks about that in the book of certain things that you can do to help shift how you're showing your love to someone to meet their needs and their love language. Um, so there's always room for being able to grow in your partnership. And even if you do have an understanding of each other's love language and 
you feel like you're meeting their needs and you feel like your needs are getting met, there can still be periods of time in your relationship in your life where it feels like no matter what you might be missing each other and just the regular seasons of life. And it is super important for us to also know our love language for ourselves. I feel, so that you can also show yourself the love that you need. And so that you're appreciating and loving and being compassionate with yourself first and foremost. I agree. I think when you think of the five love languages, the acts of service, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and words of affirmation. If you think about each of them and yourself, you probably know or have a hunch of what's important to you. Like I know when I think over that, like I really don't care about words of affirmation and I really don't care about receiving gifts. Like, so you can almost always take a couple off and then be like, you know, but is my partner someone who really loves when I give them words of affirmation and I just don't do it because it's not important to me, you know? Like, so I think it's just, an interesting thing to think about. It's helpful and it certainly um, helps relationships when you put the effort into the relationship to do something that's out of your comfort zone, but to make the relationship stronger because it's important to the other person. Absolutely. And it's also helpful in understanding and knowing our friends, our children, um, our siblings, um, you know, you can have an example where like maybe you have a roommate that you live with and you are experiencing the same thing where um, like maybe you're in college and you have a roommate and you're like, why are you so upset with me? Like I'm doing all these things to help out around the house and still it's just never good enough for our friendship. And then you hear like, oh, well, I'm not actually spending a lot of quality time with them. Like undivided attention is quality time. Like sitting and communicating, not being distracted and on your phone or watching TV during that time together and really being there in the present. So we can really take into account love languages in every aspect of our lives. It's true. I think for me with my kids, I think about the love languages and it's really helpful because they're completely different human beings than I am. And, you know, so I know that, you know, um, for one of them, you know, it's really important to have Nike clothes, you know, it's like (laughs) really, really important. (laughs) So, um, and just, you know, getting him things matters so much more to him than either of my other children you know and then the other children um they really just need a lot of quality time um not that you know everybody doesn't but you know they don't care if I buy them whatever clothes they don't even think about what they're wearing they don't think about what they're getting you know but this one child is like cares you know so everybody is completely different um And we never know, you know, what someone's love language is without really thinking about them and talking to them and asking them and really getting, you know, 
some effort in that relationship, just like everything else. If you put some effort into the relationship, it will improve. Absolutely. So I think that's a little bit of a discussion on the love languages and we encourage you to take the quiz. Yeah, take the quiz. I think it's pretty, it's free. I'm sure you can find something on like Pinterest and just get a hunch on what you have and what your spouse has. Yeah. Yeah. So do the love languages and see if it helps you, especially if you have a goal or you would want more, you know, improvement in any of the relationships in your life. It's a way to get there. Absolutely. Pinterest is a great place to look up things like you know, if my partner's love language is acts of service, what are some things that I can do to meet their love language and ideas and things of that nature? So, right. It's definitely can give you some like examples, like physical touch, like people really matters to them if their blanket is comfortable, if, if, you know, we're giving any sort of um, like holding their hand and in like a lot of times it's you know it's challenging ourselves to be more like affectionate maybe with them um, but you know it helps um, and then in friendships it can give like Pinterest can give ideas of like what you know how that can be something you can do for all of the love languages so so Lauren what's one thing today that you're doing for your wellness didn't think about this yet um well I would say today for my wellness it's more of a today thing it's feeling um kind of spring like here and um in the northeast and a little sunny so I think I'm going to spend some time at some point outside in the sun and enjoying the nice weather how about you Nice. I haven't thought about it either. This morning I did do my hike with my dog and it is really nice out. Um, so later I might challenge, like I might try to get outside too. Again, just because this time of year we're lucky to have this weather. So yes. copying you. <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. And then you all listening, just think a little bit about what you're going to be doing for your wellness today. All right, that's episode seven, season one, and we're so happy that you're here, and we will see you next time. Until next time.